All right, sorry for the wait, everybody, but this is Damian Mitchell with Unbiased Opinions, and I'm very happy to have a special guest with me, a guy that you know I played with, um, a guy I can honestly say that's one of my best friends and also one of the most selfless people that I think I've ever met. Um, when he's had all the success that he's had, he has not changed one bit. He doesn't let the success get to him. Um, I'm talking to talking about the all-time leading tackler for the Birmingham Southern Panthers, um, Cy Butler. He's a senior. He's a rising senior. He'll be finished in May, so he's got a couple more weeks to go at the last hoorah. But Cy, tell the people hello, man. Hey, what's up, man? I appreciate you having me. Uh, the introduction, I'm humbled by it. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it, so uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Good deal, man. Good deal. We just want to get right into it. Cy Butler hails all the way from Childersburg, Alabama. Talk to me how you ended up in the Berg and how it got you to where you are now at Birmingham. So. Um, so... My mom's uh, side of the family is actually from Alabama. Um, my dad's side of the family is actually from Chicago, which is originally where I'm from. Um, but um, so I moved back down here um, with my mom from Chicago um, and we're kind of looking around and then we end up, you know, just rolling through Childersburg and it was like, man, you know, it was, it was a small, small city. I don't know how we came upon it, but you know, we end up doing that, um, end up getting settled there uh, like I said, I went to uh, middle school through high school in Childersburg. So, good deal. So, how how different was it coming all the way from Chicago down to Alabama? Oh man! <laughs> so the the thing I mostly had to get um, used to, adjusted to, was um, the weather. Actually, so you know, Chicago is freezing, snow on the ground, all stupid cold. Right, at most of the time. So you know. <laughs> Coming down here, the the heat was like, man, like just just beaming down on me. So that was probably the uh, like the thing I had to get most adjusted to. You know the 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 language, I guess, um, the accents. You know, as people would say, uh, people told me I had an accent when I came here. But now, if I go back, they'll tell me I got a country accent. You know? so, I got you. So man. you know those type of things. But um, I mean, it was it was actually amazing. You know, I'm like. I love being here now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm happy about being from Childersburg. So good deal, good deal. So how did you end up at Birmingham Southern, man? Like, who recruited you? Like, how did you, oh, did you know that? Um, how did Birmingham Southern? How did it fit into like the the mold and what you think what you became? Um, so I actually didn't even know if I was going to be playing a sport oh, that helped in me. college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't heavily recruited. Um, like I had. I went to some camps, but I had a chance to like walk on as like a corner to like UNA or JSU, and I got you. And I didn't want to, you know, that's not the position I had been playing in high school, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. But um, my mentor and my defensive coordinator in high school, um, Mike Watts, he went to Huntington, oh, and okay. I had a, I had another um mentor in high school, um, Coach Phillips. He was um he went to UNA, but they uh they were actually a big part of me coming to Birmingham Southern. You know, reaching out to them, telling them they got a guy, you know, my grades uh, requirements were good. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it was a smaller school where maybe I could um, at least at least get on special teams, which was, you know, that's what I came in thinking about. Because, like I said, yeah. I didn't know if I was going to play. You know, I didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to come to work, you know. And and when I came on my visits, I was, I was actually um, recruited by – uh, coach James. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Have some. He's a wide receiver coach here 
a few years back. But um, oh, yeah, I know, I know, man. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> so yeah, um, screwed about him. I actually, um, so on my first visit, I was kind of scared, you know, just just as as natural oh, yeah. as it is, you know, to be kind of afraid about stepping into a new place. Unfamiliar, right? But um, my second visit here, guys, you know, guys were like. Crazy, like going crazy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I just felt like, you know, it was a small school. I felt, um, felt like I fit in. Um, I could relate to the guys that were here because mm-hmm. most of those guys, um, you know, come came from a small place just like me. Yeah. Um, probably among the minority, just like me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I, I, I saw those guys here, and they, they kind of fit the same, you know, same thing as me. So. Good deal, good deal. And I remember, I remember you coming in as a freshman, rocking that number forty-one. Yeah, yeah. Like you said on special teams, though. But you got your name out there through special teams. Right. You was on kickoff, and I pro- like I promise you, yeah. every time they put up the film, I'm like, oh yeah, so I gonna make the tackle. Like, yeah. If he ain't gonna make the tackle, I promise you, he gonna be close. He gonna be close, rocking that number forty-one, the bucket helmet. <laughs> Couldn't tell side nothing, man. But you think about everything that you've accomplished. Since that moment, like you, right. like you said, you just wanted to come in and just be on special teams, and now you, sure. the all-time leading tackler, man. You realize you had 225 tackles and 138 was solo. That's just you. And I know how, like, I know from playing with you, bro. Like those running backs and them yeah. tight ends, you had to yeah. muscle up a little bit. Like yeah. Yeah. you, you yeah. ain't no big guy, but right. like 138 solo and 225. <laughs> man, come on, dog. Like, how you do it? How yeah. you do it? Like, what's the energy come from? Because you used to play sideline to sideline. Um. So man, uh, I've been asked this question a million times, bro. <laughs> but um, I think it comes from just what I've been through in in life. You know what I mean? Um, I've always been like not. I, I haven't been ahead of the curve. I guess I would say as far mm-hmm. as like um my position in life. You know what I mean? I've, I've come up came up in a rough rough home. You know, um, but that's what's motivated me. I guess you know because people didn't expect me to. People didn't expect me to go to college because yeah. I'm a first generation Man, that's what's up. graduate of a four year college. You know what I mean? Coming in May, uh, and I'm thankful for that. But like, I've always been the smallest guy on the field. I've always been, you know, the um, the underdog, as people would say. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I haven't been expected to um, to to excel, I guess, in certain areas. But that's what's driven me. Um, and and just the motivation comes from. Like, see, I think football is is actually the great greatest sport of all time because one, you're motivated by guys who are motivated, you know, by the same thing you are. True. And so that's just, you know, that's where the energy comes from. I can't say it it comes from me alone because you know I do what I do for other people. Right. You know, so that's probably the biggest thing. Man, y'all hear that selfless attitude again? This is Sid Butler, uh, leading tackle at Birmingham Southern College on unbiased opinions with Damian Mitchell. And you talk about, you know, you didn't come from the greatest background, but I, honestly, I see you on social media a lot. Your mom is like she is your that's Facts, your partner right Facts. there. Like ride or die, you got Facts. your your mama gonna be there, man. Just talk right. about the relationship and how that's made you into the man that you are. Oh man, um, my mom is my best friend, bro. Like. <laughs> Legit, hands down. You know what I mean. Like, I can talk to her about anything, come to her about anything. No judgment, no, mm-hmm. you know, no nothing like that. And it's like she's gonna be my mom, but she's also gonna be my friend, which mm-hmm. is which is what a lot of people need. You know, she's willing to have that conversation. She's willing to listen, which is where I get my, which is where I get it from. Like, it comes from her. My mom, um, like I said, my mom. She was a single parent mm-hmm. and uh, four children. I'm the youngest, but um. 
for her to be able to get through what she went through, I think that's what makes me, you know, what drives me. Cause I feel like my mom is the strongest person I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that that motivation, like what I'm motivated to do, comes through her. So man, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, man. So now we're gonna talk about some of the some of the experiences that me and you had, both, you know, on the football field, you know. Going into uh, you came in as a freshman. And I just remember. I remember. So I was like, man, he gonna be fine. Like I just have a feeling. Like Sai gonna be like he gonna be good. But I never expected for you to make the leaps and bounds that you did right, as a right. player. I think it was because you changed your number. You okay. went forty one to eleven. And Sai that just, might be it, bro. Like, that, that might be it. But I vividly, I vividly remember, and this is something we talk about a lot. Um, it was my senior year. Yeah. It was the first game of the season, Lagrange. Oh, yeah, Lagrange. And our, our defense made a play, said made an interception. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember, like, coming to you, it's like, this is probably the most selfish moment I've ever had as a football player. I remember looking you in your eye and saying, I got, like, right, I got right, you, bro. Right. Like, I, looked, I grabbed you. I was like, bro, I got you. And I kid you not, it was two plays later. We threw a pass. I caught the thing in the end zone. I acted a complete fool, man. I'm sorry for, to that woman in LaGrange that I used some, some profane words to her, but I, I was excited. Yeah, but, and sorry, I remember man. going back to you, like, didn't I, like, didn't I tell you, bro? And it's just like, it's memories like that I think about. And there's also things that, you know, me and you was on punt team together. Right, right. And we was trying to make that comeback against center. And, like, they dropped the ball. And me and you was the first two down. First I was like, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. man. And it's just like that energy that you, the energy that you brought. And you as a leader, like you said, coming up, you never expected to be, you know, the way that, like, you never expected your life to be the way that it is right now. And just talk about what kind of changes or what kind of things that went along with you becoming into, like, this leader and this mantra of the Birmingham Southern. And also, like, a face of what Birmingham Southern football is all about. Um, so, um, I kind of pride myself on being in uncomfortable situations of, and becoming comfortable in those uncomfortable situations, I guess, if that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, being able to, to, I guess, because, like I said, being counted out all my life, I had to learn how to walk into a room and, you know, command a presence or something like that. Like, command somebody to, to, to look at me. Like, I had to if I wanted to survive, per se. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, um, I, I can't put it all on myself. I've had so many mentors and, you know, people to show me along the way when I did mess up, when mm-hmm. I did, um, you know, go down the wrong path. I had people to help pull me out of that. So it wasn't just me, man. It was it was me learning from people ahead of me, um, from, like I said, my mentors, just learning how to how to approach certain situations, um, how to be patient in certain situations. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned being here was being patient. Because as a freshman, even with the success I had, it was still a battle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was still a fight. It wasn't easy at all because you're you're a freshman. Right. You know, you don't know you don't know what kind of position you're in, like you're going off of what other people are telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you're working hard but you don't know if you need to stay say this in a certain situations, but it was at a point where it was at a point where um something did happen and I expressed myself about it, mm-hmm. you know, to a team a teammate and the teammate was like, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, you should say this to the team. And then I thought about it. I was like, man, if they listen to me right now, if I work harder, if I continue mm-hmm. to build myself up, they're really going to listen to me. And I think that's the biggest thing that um that that I took from coming in as a freshman was 
um, just continue to get better um, in a leadership aspect, uh, especially because that's the only way people will follow you is if you can do what you say. Mm -hmm. Like if you can you can put your money where your mouth is, then people are gonna follow you. And I think that was the biggest thing. It wasn't about it wasn't about um, you know making the tackle per se, but it was about working. Mm -hmm. the, the work you put in to make that tackle, I guess. I got you. And you got, you also had a lot of, you know, since you were a linebacker, you saw a lot of guys come through that made plays. Like, you were right. basically learning on, like, Alex King. Alex like, King. Oh, uh, yeah, Trevor D. Dead. Christian Burlock. Yeah, Christian. I mean, it when he was at linebacker. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you, there's a lot of, like, Cole Murphy. Cole. And I feel like you and Cole, I never, you, Cole, and Hunter, I knew, like, the defense is going to be all right. Like, I, I know if anybody didn't know what was going on, I know three people on that football field is going to know Those what to guys, do. I'm telling guys. you, man, that's that's kind of cool. And, like, I had a year to, like, see you, see you like, watch you play football. I saw you your senior year. And it was right. kind of, like, it was different to see, like, wow, I'm looking at you and Buddy Dow. Mm. And I'm just like, man, I knew they had this dog in them. Right. But, like, I never thought they would be, like, right. the way they are. And it's just a testament to, like you said, your work ethic, man. And like again, the stats speak speak for itself. You finished with eighty nine tackles, team high. Um, and you're also first team all conference. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to think about. All I see is that number forty one coming in as the freshman. I'm looking like, man, Sidney, he gonna be all right. And I think about those battles and stuff that we met. Like we didn't run into each other much like right. during practice. Right. But when we did, I was just like, okay, now stop for real. Right. Like, I'm getting tired of all this. <laughs> like I laugh it off, but in my heart, man, I yeah. was like, man, y'all got to do something for this boy. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't be more happy to have you play beside me on Saturdays because right. I was like, the, the effort and energy that he brings Monday through Friday, I know Saturday is times two. Like, I know it's coming. So yeah. I'm just like, I think about, you know, Birmingham Southern as a whole mm -hmm. and just think about, you know, the academic and athletic size. And what, what most people don't really understand is, you know, we talk about the D1 athletes got it easy or whatever. Right. Like, on the academic side it's of Birmingham tough, Southern, man. it's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. So I just want you to talk about, you know, your sociology major and talk mm -hmm. about, you know, your academic side of Birmingham Southern and talk about and um, discuss like how it's made you to where you are as well. Um so like you said, being uh being a non athlete here is tough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is at Birmingham Southern that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. But being an athlete here, I don't think people really realize <laughs> when you say student athlete at Birmingham Southern it's Ten times harder it's than real. when you're not an athlete. But um man, like my my field, a lot of guys don't go into my field. Mm -hmm. Um and that's just the way it is. But um as far as like schoolwork and stuff like that, when I came in, it was a, it was a struggle just for mm -hmm. just like any any freshman. Yep. Like it would be with any freshman coming in. Um but I think I did a good. I think I did a pretty good job of um, adapting to it. You know what I mean? Like, I guess time management was a really big thing that um you heard. Yeah, yeah you heard time management. Sheet. That's like, all you I hear. Know. Yeah, that's all you hear. But like, that was a really big thing. Being able to manage your time because, mm -hmm. like you say, as a freshman, you want to get on the field, right? You know, and but you also, if you're not doing it in the classroom, ain't no field, not, right? <laughs> and so, like, I I just. So when I got to that point, like I knew I had to perform outside the off of the field, mm -hmm. you know, to be on the field. But I've um I've trans transitioned into um not overloading, you know, my workload, but um doing things that that fits 
you know, that fits me better, I guess, is what I would say. Um, I picked up some research uh, opportunities, things like that, um, that, that have, um, you know, just helped me to expand and do what I want to do outside of football. So. Man, that's amazing, bro. And, um, like you sociology, so you've had Dr. Mills before, right? Right. right. Like I, I think like Dr. Mills, I never was a sociology major, but I took a, the intro to sociology class with her, and like she is amazing. She is. Like she is one. She got the dogs in there. It's like she don't right. mind speaking what's on her mind because right. it's like, and I sit back and I think like I wonder why Sai is the way he is, and it's like <laughs> he is a sociology major, so like he doesn't mind like being it, like he like survives off this. He thrives right. off this. Right. Like, the interaction with people, and it's so cool. You know, you coming from. Like you say, you came from Chicago, man. You think about all the bad stuff we hear about Chicago, right. about like what the media tells us. Right. But then you coming down here to Alabama, it's like a culture shock, mm-hmm. and you still have those same principles. I feel like you can blend, like you can go in anywhere, any room, no matter who they are, and take and take control of it. Um, and that's another thing that people don't really talk about, as far as especially being an African American male, is like we're we're. We're on the edge of something great, right. and like people are just trying. It's all, like my mom always used to tell me, the most dangerous thing is an educated black man. Right. And here we are. I got my degree. You're on your way to get yours. And like we're gonna make a difference. And all it took was us coming here play a little football. Right. Like right. It's crazy to think how a game connected so many so people many people right. together and. All we think about is like those battles we had out there in the heat, man, when Follow Cam was here. Man. Like things like that. <laughs> and it's just like you look at us now and it's like, wow, like I can't believe that we did all of this. And like I always been always tell people that I don't feel like I've accomplished enough for people to be like, Oh, you got the big head and stuff. I haven't I, I feel like I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, and that's for a, sure, bro. And I know I always see like, you know, you and Spencer Schofield, y'all sort of never satisfied. So like just tell me about that mantra and being never satisfied in anything that you do. Um yeah, so um, we started this this thing just um, so it actually came during my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the Huntington game, uh, I had a pretty good game. I had a I actually had a pick six. Hit the um, cup, and it was kind of like a, a game ceiling uh, mm-hmm. drive. But um, he comes up to me and he was like, "Sco." He actually came up to me and he was like, um, "He was like, are you satisfied?" And I looked at him, and I, I, I was like, bro, I, I'm never satisfied. And then, so we just kind of carried that on to, but, I mean, it just means, you know, it just means no matter what you do, you know, mm-hmm. not being complacent. Um, like you said, not getting a big head. Because at any, I, was, I was always taught that no matter how much success you have, at any moment it can be taken away. With the swiftness. And, and it won't be, it cannot be your fault. It could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it can take it away from just, you as fast as you get. It can just happen. But um, I think that thing of not being satisfied is what, you know, what, what helps keep success. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's what helps you to build even more success. And, and like I said, that just came from a, a, a football thing at one point, but now you can apply it to life. That's it. You know, you can, um, you can apply, apply it to, Friendships and relationships and anything else, anything you want to be great at, anything you want good in your life, I think you can apply it to. So, oh yeah, I mean, I saw it firsthand when you had the little finger injury. Yeah, man. And club, I'm telling you, <laughs> when you put the club on your junior year, well, <laughs> your junior year, I don't care what anybody says, you went from a 97 overall in oh, Madden to 99 because like you were still making plays and literally playing with one hand. And I remember, like, you just out here making plays and stuff. And I remember um, just being on the field with you and, like, your presence and your energy. 
and I can tell that you were never satisfied. Like you didn't, you never took a playoff, and you didn't want to hear like you had to come out. Right, like, you right. weren't trying to get none of that. <laughs> right. And I, I just that drive and innate ability that you have, it comes from within. And um, as you're getting closer and closer to graduation, man, just talk to me about what your future plans are. Um. So, like I said, I'm right at this moment. I am actually a part of a um. Bell Fellowship Program, which is distinguished research um, done here through the school. It's a cooperative research uh, with me and a um, professor, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm actually doing it with Professor uh, Hanser, Stephanie Hanser. But um, I'm researching, at this moment, I'm researching um, how class uh, affects black uh, church congregants, mm -hmm. their, their uh, health seeking uh, behavior. Um, oh, mental health help seeking behavior. I got you. So um, how they approach mental health within the black church um, is what I'm actually, and how that varies within like class status, like because you know it's often assumed that people yeah. within the black church um, are of the same class when it's not the case, you know. Right. But anyway, I'm doing that right now, um, and I'll be presenting that honors day. Uh, I'll actually be doing it twice. I told you this before, but. Mm -hmm. I'm actually presenting at a at a conference uh, coming up next Wednesday. Good deal. So um, I'm doing that, but after um graduation, man, I'm looking to coach, uh, really? teach. Um, if when I do that, I'm not gonna say if when mm -hmm. I do that, um, I'll be under like emergency certification where That's I'll amazing. be going to school while I'm doing it, while I'm teaching, while I'm getting to do something I love, be around the game I love. Exactly. So man. you know, like that's actually my passion. You know, um, I've told many people this, but I want to give back to the type of people that I was. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I had help mm -hmm. coming from certain situations that I was in. Right. And I want to be the person to give back because a lot of people, like you said, they blow up. And it's not even about blowing up for me, but it's like I was able to succeed. Now, am I going to worry about myself or am I going to worry about the people behind me? Mm -hmm. it's, and it's definitely the people behind me. And I think that in me doing that, in me worrying about them, that I'll be successful. Um, so, yeah, that's all I'm looking to do. I just want to help the, the younger generation, uh, like I said, the people coming up behind me and the people that actually need the help. Good deal, man. Um, we're going to talk switch back to football a little bit and just think about your post-Birmingham Southern athletic career mm -hmm. and just like your outlook for the, the future Panthers that may be listening to this and also for the next, for the, was it the 2019 season? Mm -hmm. yeah. So just talk about, like, you know, your outlook and everything because you're I'm two years removed now right. when it comes to the fall and you'll be one year removed. So just talk about that. Oh, so this program has come, when I first came in, it come from the bottom and is continuously rising. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a part of this program. Mm -hmm. I love this program. Love the program when it was down. Yep. But I'm loving it right now while it's rising. You know what I mean? So it is it's a a, a great system. Um great coaches, coaches who actually, you know, um love their players. Mm -hmm. They actually wanna want the best for their players and I think that's the biggest thing you can have uh, within a, a program. Yep. But also on top of that, the recruiting has been <laughs> phenomenal. Crazy, you know what I mean? And it, and it, it started with y'all's group. It started with with y'all, how y'all helped with recruiting and things like that. Um, the overnight stays and yeah. you know getting the freshmen in and getting them to commit. That's you it. know, showing them love because you know because you need that to have people stay here. But um, the talent, man, the talent here, like now, 
Oh, it's been to get real. It's crazy, bro. And that's it's coming crazy. from you now. So like, right. I'm, I'm oh, sure enough gonna hold on oh, to for it. Sure, it's crazy. Like, I can't. I like people in the SAA will have to look out for <laughs> Birmingham Southern now. I'm like, you know you, what man. I mean? It, it's it's crazy. Like a lot of people at, at one time they were just thinking, oh, they got special teams player of the year in Jamal, or you know what yeah. I mean? Like they were just thinking that. And but now, <laughs> like you got you got some dogs out there. Like and it's. It, it, and they know it, right? You know, in the SAA, they know it now. So, the the like I said, the the rise of this team is is great. Man, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Well, again, we have Cy Butler here on Unbiased Opinions with Damian Mitchell. Cy, just tell the people what you wanted to know, man. Just the, the, we're gonna wrap it up right here, and just tell people what you, you know what you stand for, man. Just talk about you know what was the last who robbed Cy Butler had anything to say. What is your last will and testament, so to speak? Mm. <laughs> Um, for me, man, and y'all probably gonna call me soft, but I really don't care for it. <laughs> um, but I think what the world needs to hear, what people read, like listening to this needs to hear, is um, show love. You know, show love to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, being able to communicate with people is really important, and something that this world lacks. Um. It's something that should be done more, being able to to put yourself in somebody else's shoes because we often grow to be selfish when we don't do that. Right. We think about ourselves in that in that sense. Um I think that's that's the reason why I can actually say that I love people and people love me is because I'm willing to actually communicate, listen mm -hmm. to them, and you know, like you attract those type of people when you do those things. You they either learn from you or they they pull away from you and you know if they're pulling away from you if you're confident in yourself mm -hmm. that you're doing the right thing that you're a good person then you know that's I don't want to say they're lost but it is you right know? but um I'll just tell people to to be comfortable being uncomfortable that's um, it I think that's a important thing that people need to hear because that's how you that's how you reach new heights that's how you grow to be a person that's how you learn new things mm -hmm. because, you know, you're not going to learn something new from a comfortable place, you know, a familiar place. You won't learn anything new. And, you know, that's what that's what we need. We need to be growing, not being satisfied, you know, that's with it. everything we do. So I think that's that's the most important thing. Not being satisfied is probably the 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 big thing I would take away from what I would give people. Man. Y'all heard it here, folks. Y'all heard it here first, man. I tried telling y'all that Sai, he was gonna give it. He was gonna oh, give it man. to you. He was gonna give it to you. And, that, and the, the mantra that he has, he's been like this ever since I've met him. Um, the guys, like he's just Sai. Thank you for your time, man. And, like you, you have, man. like this, like forget the interview, man. It's been like I just been like I feel like I'm catching up with my old buddy, like making sure he's still, make sure he's still breathing and everything. And this is, <laughs> this is the Sai Butler that I'm telling you. You can walk up to him at any point he could be stressing about whatever he's got going on in senior presentation i oh, promise sure. you he will break bread with you i mean he will sure. sit down have a conversation with you he's no he don't care if you white black puerto rican age <laughs> he don't care like if you a human you know you're getting love from Cy butler again Cy, i appreciate you for your time big dog. go ahead man have fun all right so everybody listening damien is that guy man. like for <laughs> real like don't let him hype me up but just know that like damien is legit like a true friend like somebody you can you can talk to about anything as much as he say it's me it's you know it's actually him I've been talking to Damon since what 
sophomore year, you know, where we really got close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that was that was really big for me, like being able to have that divide where I can talk to him seriously, but also knowing I can get a good laugh out of this dude at any moment, <laughs> like no matter what it was. So, Damon, I appreciate you, bro. Man. It's all love. Uh, you know it. I appreciate it. And for all the listeners, I didn't tell him to do any of that, man. Like I said, no, definitely it's did. straight from his yeah. heart. Man, again, Saab Butler, thank you for your time. And uh, I'll catch y'all next week with Unbiased Opinions with Damian Mitchell.